You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined with Daniel, Oscar and Tarek. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's make our way around the room to do some introductions. Daniel, would you like to go first? Yes, uh, hello, uh, and I'm a freelancing person in software development and technical leadership. Uh, so right now I am at a company called Kira in Sweden, helping them uh, with all kinds of things, with uh, yeah, building teams and moving the product forward. So. Amazing. And Tarek, would you like to go next? Sure, sure. Uh, my, my name is Tarek and uh, I'm uh, I'm working as a manager in Redson. Uh, I think I have been in here for four years uh, with the uh, de- developer background. Uh, w- one of my patients is the lady, the teams, uh, individual and uh, enable the team to do their best version. Uh, so try to apply some servant leadership. Uh, coaching, mentoring are all on my uh, staff, so uh, I would love to see the people to grow. In our in our uh, private life, in, in, I'm, I'm married and uh, I have a son and a dog, so I, I just started to tennis. I, I, I'm trying to keep my motivation on that, but yeah, that's, that's all me. Amazing. And then last but by no means least, Oscar. All right. Hey, I'm Oscar. Uh, I am currently an engineer manager at Meltwater. Um, so I'd like to sort of describe my job as trying to help my teams to be successful, whatever that means. Um, it's a bit vague at times, but it's anything from coaching to making sure that the team has the right things they need to to, to do their job successfully. Um, so that's that. Um, I also come from a technical background, which I, I believe helped me a lot with, as I still I still know the struggle in a sense. Um, so that's that. And then when on my spare time, I have two kids and a house and I do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, go hiking up north in Sweden and <clears throat> that things. And then I play some nerdy miniature war games when I, when I have the time. So yeah, that's Perfect. Me. Thank you. So now we've established a bit of context on each of you, let's move into the topic on focus. So you've each brought a statement or a question surrounding how you can create a high performance team. As usual, we'll work our way around the room and each of you will have the chance to pose and discuss your questions. Um, If you could give the reason behind it as well as why you want to talk about it, that would be amazing. Um, Oscar, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Uh, So my question was, what does high performing even mean or actually mean? And how can you measure it? Or how do you know if your team is high performing or not? Uh, so I think I think this is an interesting thing to start with because, because there's a lot of talk about high performing teams, but what does that actually mean? What are the things that makes a team so high performing? How do you know if your team is high performing or not? So that's my my question. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, Tarek, would you like to go first? Yeah, exactly. I can. I can start. I think this. That's really good question, and uh, we can try to answer this 
maybe we can start with the complementary skills and uh, like commitment to common purpose here. You know, the sharing, the performance goal and the mutual accountability we can we can talk about at the team. But the, having the, the term of the effectiveness, effectiveness I, I think that's, that's great. The term is that, okay, what, what could be the difference than the team and an effective name? And uh, maybe we can talk about uh, the team is uh, really make satisfied the internal and the customer customers. Then, then overall, then maybe that could be the difference. And uh, maybe develop the team's learning and the capacity to succeed in the future. And, you know, the giving uh, individual team members a sense of meaning and uh, leaving them satisfied. So this could be very, very high level differences. But I would like to also mention that, uh, you know, I'm always following this, the foundation that uh, we have five piece foundation. So the team could have some, the purpose. So you should uh, probably give some clearly defined and meaningful purpose. So that this uh, can help the team to understand the direction and also uh, the, the performance, the clear and achievable goals. So the people can see their progress and they judge their performance on that. People are super, super important in the team and they can have some supplementary perspective offer. I, I think we can also maybe touch upon the, the process. Uh, it's important to develop a process of working together. So how we can achieve this so that could be some result driven. And last but maybe not least the practice. So let them practice, experiment, learn. So they can fail and they can they can learn that they, they can success together. That that could be the good start point to understand effectiveness. So what what do you guys think about this? Yeah, I mean I, I can agree with you and her, but also I think like one important thing when you have these what is a high performance thing is also like if the team feels that they can take initiatives in the area that they kind of own, like the ownership of the technology or the domain of a product and that they kind of feel like we can do this kind of initiative and kind of go on ahead with it with our team. We doesn't maybe need to sit down and wait until we have got a lot of like questions answered. So they kind of had, as you said, a part of the knowledge and they can also in the team kind of solve the issues ahead. And I think this is like a really important thing when you kind of look into this, what high performance team are and I mean for me it's kind of high, high performance team is kind of when a team works I mean when it works and 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 can deliver things in I mean by itself and doesn't really has a lot of sunk cost like yeah I, I think that's a very important point you have there because like you know like I mean it depends on what the team is supposed to do right so yeah. Normally, it's trying to give some sort of value to customers. So if the team does that, at a, like consistent high pace, I, you know, I imagine that that's one way of looking at high performing. But then you can't forget the other parts, which is also in a sustainable way so that you can actually maintain what you're building over time, right? 
So I've, I've been looking a little bit at, have you read the Accelerate book, for example? Yes. And they give a, a bunch of stuff, a, lot, a bunch of metrics for four key metrics that you can use that I've been playing around a little bit with, as in deployment frequency, cycle time, change failure rate, as in, you know, the percentage of the deployments which caused something to break or to break production and then mean time to recovery. So if something happens, how quick can your team fix that? And I think these are pretty, you know, like I ended up when answering my own questions, <laughs> I ended up looking at level gravitating towards that because that, you know, and then I think it will be super interesting to answer your questions because I think like Tarek said that if you have like clear goals and you have people feeling motivated and autonomy and all of these things inside of the team, they're much more like likely to, to reach those things and to get there, right? Um, but it's I, I, we did some sort of internal. So I, I know that some teams did like they asked themselves, so what does high performing actually means to us? Because it might differ. For, for, for one team, it was if we deploy, you know, to production six times a day, that's high performing to us. Some other team was, you know, if we can do it this way or if we do use this methodology or this process that that was high performing to them. Um, so any because it's it's been a bit vague. Everybody talks about high performing teams, but what does it actually mean? Right. That's hence my question. <laughs> yeah, probably there are many parameters and uh, we can we can talk many topics on this. But for me, uh, the main ones are the trust so the people i think should feel the trust within the team and they yep. are able to uh, have some collaboration together so they can help each other and uh, be part of the solution and not blame but act for the failure these are my uh, signs of the effective teams yeah i mean, i, I, yeah. I, I uh, uh, agree with you in that i mean if the team kind of doesn't have the trust inside or trust like in outside it's they, they will kind of never deliver probably anything because it would be so much internal fights and, and so on but i think one of the things like for like have team to do well or or do good i'm gonna say is, is to keep them motivated i mean and that is kind of like a human thing. Like if you're not motivated, you will probably not perform and like be a high performer at all. And this can be motivated in like a lot of different way in the team. But I think that is also very yeah. important. Um, but so, I mean, this kind of high performance, as I say, it's, it's kind of hard to say exactly what it is. But I think in the end, it's kind of, if the team kind of give a good value, I mean, you should give a value to I mean the company and the customers and everything, but a value could, as you say, also be like they can fix issues when they happen in a fast way. They can be so that they see while they're deploying that they need to, um, like we can improve deployment time with one hour if we do this. Like for me, like high performance team also see what you can do better and kind of comes up with ideas. Like if we improve this, we can do this. Uh, so yeah yeah i completely agree and and that's like one of the characteristics i've seen with a lot of high performing team is that they experiment a lot they never stale in their sort of journey towards excellence i guess 
as in you constantly try new things, you iterate on your own process or the things that you do to constantly improve things to, you know, be even more high performing, I guess. Amazing. So should we move on to maybe Daniel's question then and continue in that way? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, because we're kind of like, as a like uh, organization, like how do you create the culture for like high performance teams to grow? Like how can you get the team from being where they are today and maybe be a high performance team? Like where, because what I've kind of seen in a lot of companies and, and kind of business is um, usually that the teams got don't get the autonomy or kind of these kind of things. So it's like, how can you make it in an organizational way? Yeah, I, I, I think we'll end up with a long list of good things to have in a team <laughs> to, to sort of build a culture that or to help a team become high performing, right? So I think we've touched upon a few of these like psychological safety, trust, all of these things. And I think we also touched upon autonomy, perhaps even mastery and purpose, the, the classic like motivational drivers. Um, so yeah, I, I'll i echo all of those, <laughs> I think. Uh, but but to, to, to some extent, you, you need to try to create those circumstances for the team, right? As in you as a leader need to sort of create an environment where these things happen. And that's obviously easier said than done. But as in when there is psychological safety, when the team actually cares about themselves as a unit and wants to improve and, and so on. Um, just to, sorry, just to put in, just talk about psychological safety. What would be your master tip of how do you ensure that your team feels secure and safe by your leadership? Have you created that culture? And anyone feel free to answer. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's a tough question, but I think, I think you'll have to start with yourself to a certain extent, as in, if I can, sh like, I think if I can be human as in, you know, vulnerable or sad and or show like all of myself, it's easier for people in my team to open up as well, I believe. If you, if someone opens up, it's easy for yourself, to, for you to open up as well, <clears throat> for example. Um, and I think there, there's a lot of stuff, right? I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of saying, oh, sorry, uh, I was wrong, you know, that no one is perfect and it's fine to give feedback and, and all of these things. And I think all of that sort of creates an environment where it's okay to say, like state your opinion, everybody's heard, everybody listens without any like negative reactions. Um, yeah, there, there's obviously a lot on this topic, but <laughs> this is my initial thoughts on, on the subject. Yeah, but I mean, you're kind of touching uh, good points, but I also think like for people managing teams, it's important to be able to say no to other parts in the company to kind of shield your team also like oh yeah you you, you have you have i mean if if your team works like 100% in a week they have 8 hours per day and it's kind of also up to you to see that they 
kind of not overextend it and kind of see like if there is something that stressed them, can you help them with either like as I said, like mentoring them or helping them coaching like but it, like go through the technical on a whiteboard something you're saying that are we really having an issue or take a decision for them like okay but we do this solution and kind of like then we can go on and it's also kind of helping them to see that as like but yeah but if something happens i can go up and, and discuss it we're doing the solution because whatever reason that is on the table but i think it's also really important important to I think that we kind of miss this sometimes that when you have this kind of stand up or like daily talk to see like how are people feeling? I mean, usually you, you can when you talk to them over a coffee or something, you can see if they're kind of down or something around them isn't like all this positive or something. And people have these kind of cycles. And it's also kind of you as a team leader to kind of see like, okay, but this week something has happened. I maybe don't we'll get to know why, but is also maybe you should move worker from it, like from that person or something to to see like how can I help or or like assist in some way. So I think it's really important to as as also like the feedback things. Like it it should be okay to come back and and tell like yeah, but today I'm not a top. Yeah, that's fine. Then we do something else or something. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think probably we should keep the balance of the work and the, our life also here and that the person shouldn't be overwhelmed. And I think at the end, the people should be able to say that, OK, I have a great manager, really encouraging group work or teamwork and everyone gets involved. Yeah, it's a nice, nice work here. Then, the, then we can say, that, OK, this we, we are in a good track on this. And I, when it, uh, we, if you come back to the, the question of the Daniel, I think Motivation and engaging people probably is the big part of uh, this. And uh, I know organizations are highly concerned with making sure that their workforce en engage or not. And uh, probably the, having some survey or the, the similar methods could be the best solution for this. And I, I know many organizations doing and they are include some, you know, job uh, satisfaction. OK, how satisfied are you this? And uh, if uh, you have some clear road expectation and do you get regular feedback from your manager? Do you have any opportunity or do you have environment so you can learn, you can experiment this kind of stuff? Uh, probably these are uh, uh, is a good important stuff that for the organization to see that okay we, we are uh, helping and supporting people to uh, for their uh, high performing teams. This is the or organizational side. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, agree. I mean, uh, if you can look at like last year, like a couple of years, that is something that had kind of start growing. Uh, but if we take like further like back in the IT sector it was like usually the organization was selling something and they were more of a say a selling point of company than maybe a product company that kind of see what they do with the product and the teams and the organization and I think kind of the it has been a shift from where you kind of want to sell as much as possible to see more like what is the product we're delivering and with kind of that, I think, think of organization, it also helps like 
when it comes to like maintenance and stress, because that is kind of most of the things like when it comes to developers, like we need to do like five new features and maintain what we have built. And somewhere in the organization, usually the maintenance disappears because it's done already. I mean, you have done the, the work. So why should we it like take time for it? And that is kind of, I think, but I mean, then that is kind of what I want to say. Like, I think like that is the organization part. Like, how do you handle all these costs that is around it so your team can maintain it? And as I said, still feel that they are like the mental health is fine and they feel like motivated. I think it's it's kind of hard but sometimes to educate the organization that you need to do this. Uh, because, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, like you said before that, I mean, you as a leader can definitely help your team by shielding them or be sort of an umbrella to at least try to push back on some of these things if if you believe that they're, you know, not healthy for you for your team i i know it's this is like one of the it, it's a it's a <clears throat> podcast all in its own right i think as in how do you balance feature work versus you know tech investments or you know um and create slack in the system so that engineers don't feel that they're 100 allocated towards something because you need some slack to to learn and to you know fix little things um as well so, yeah, I agree. Maybe we as a leader also uh, can uh, support our organization to have a meaningful or inspired vision and values so the people can feel the work the more meaningful. So organization maybe can uh, develop the leadership skills of managers and also maybe they can improve some you know the socialization process environment so the people can enjoy with that probably these will be some ultimate driving uh, process uh, for uh, people's engagement yeah I, I think it all falls back to that autonomy mastery purpose thing again because if you like if you feel that you're you know the work that you do has a clear purpose and you have an impact or you actually you know, move yourself or the company towards that purpose or towards that goal. Uh, it's it's much more motivating than just yeah. you know doing code or coding because of coding's sake. Yeah, you're actually helping customers. You're actually you know getting somewhere. You're helping someone else. Um, and, and I think it's very important that to to sort of d clearly define your vision or your mission. Where where are you going and why and how everybody is helping towards that vision because then everybody's work matters amazing um daniel do you have anything else to close it off or anything you want to add no i think it was a, was a good discussion uh, and uh no i don't have anything more to add to that topic perfect so then i guess to do the full the full circle of high performance team so we've done what it means we've done how it affects your organization but how do you as like Tarek your question about leadership would you like to introduce it and explain how that creates a high performance team exactly we, uh, we partly touched uh, on some, some parts because we as a leader have big responsibilities when it comes to the high performing people engagement but what, what could we do uh, as a leader here how we can support our people our team to achieve that Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it to, to a certain extent, uh, qu quite a lot, actually, I, I believe. 
Um, I, you know, it's it's like there's so many factors that contribute towards you know a high performing team. So I, to a certain extent, I have I, I just think you have to identify something where you can improve and do something in you know in that area. It's just like <clears throat> taking something and getting started. You know, in software, we talk a lot about like you know or processes finding bottlenecks and addressing them. If you feel that like your team is lacking a little bit on the psychological safety side, I think that's a good place to start. And then you can build upon that and identify something else that you want. Oh, perhaps we want to, you know, get more slack in our system so that we can do more little things. Then perhaps you can address that. I, I think you just need to start by doing something and iterate and, and have that like my goal is to make my team high performing. How do I what is the first thing that I can do to get ourselves there? Here's the thing. When is that good enough and move on to something else? As in be a little bit agile in in the you know around it. It's, at least that's the way I would approach it, I think. Now I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. I, I kind of like it, but uh, also I think like as as a leader, you kind of need to have an understanding of what touches your team. I mean, what they do. I mean, if they're like, as I say, some percent they do like for a new feature, some is maintenance, and some is time is like unexpected support because they happen. And uh, so, so the question is like. Further, like, is these like unexpected things things that should be in this team or should be kind of clear out also in the organization? Like, these kind of questions is not for this team, we should do it for other teams. And yeah. it's, it's like, also, like, I think it was like a leader, it's kind of also like like cleaning things up, like to see that the team can be focused. As I say, as we have mentioned earlier, that here, like, uh, if, if the team has some goals, it's much easier for the team also to like prioritize what they should do if there are like slack time like we have slack time but we know that we should try to get the delivery time down okay but then i have one day here so i can start investigating why does like uh, deploying take so much time and so i think like if if we have this kind of vision and saying like wh where are we going i think it's also much easier for these kind of teams to find out like okay no, we haven't prioritized this, but I have time. What is our goal? It is this. Then they can try to look at And also as a leader to, to enable it, saying that if they say like, yeah, but um, today I finished my task. I'm not really sure what to do with this new feature, but I see that we need to fix uh, the deploying. Then like, yes, okay, do that because that is something that we have prioritized. And usually they do it without even saying like, I, I will work on this and it's, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think like creating an environment with that is okay. Yeah, you know, you have this problem. Just just do it. You don't need to ask for permission. Yeah. Just just go and fix that thing. <clears throat> That's really important. And like yes. focus on focus, right? As in, allow the team to focus on the thing that is most important without context switching and all of those things. Yeah, one person agree what what you said. And I, for me, the, the important thing is that maybe we should create some environment and they can work together, so deliver together and they share some responsibility. And I don't know how, how about for you, but 
it's been always interesting topic for me to create some environment, a feedback environment, feedback culture, because it's so important. Feedback on the product, feedback on quality, feedback behavior. Let's let's give feedback out, and we can grow together. It's, it's so important. I think we should use this very much, and always empowering the team and the people rapidly experiment, fail, learn, but do it. Don't don't stop. Do it, Niv. Yeah, I mean, I can agree. If you can look at how like development is today, is more like data driven. Like you kind of have data on the most of the things that happens in your system, and and that kind of is a, as you say a feedback. Like if we do this, can we see that like someone is also working on this feature? I mean, uh, so I mean, it, it's really great to have this kind of mindset to have feedback early because if you don't get feedback, you can work on things forever and then you deploy it and then it's like five users that's going to use it. Um, uh, but you could have done it earlier in a smaller step. So so I think like these feedback things uh, also good, but in uh, in teams, so you kind of need to have it. Uh, and it also kind of back to this, like uh, if you start to building this feedback culture, you build the trust. I, I can go and give like someone can come to me and say, Vanen, I think that you this wasn't a, like a good leadership thing or I think the team is kind of not working in this area. So could we discuss it? And I think it's really important to build that trust in feedback. So, yeah. Amazing. So I've got a bit of a question that we've kind of have gone into it, but just to put you all on the spot a little bit. Um, where do you think a high performance team starts? Do you think it starts with you recruiting people and formate like formulating the team or does it start when you've got those people settled and you're growing and the scale up or is it at the end when it's, you've got your end product and you've done all of these steps prior? Yeah, when you say when, then I just remember uh, the Tuckman model, maybe some of you remember, uh, th there's just a framework to see where you, where is your team, where, where is the stage, because when you build your team, then naturally start with the forming it means that okay members act like strangers and it's just a collection of the people working individually so just get shit done so as a leader what you can do just just maybe not uh, coaching in the beginning maybe instruct guide them so maybe set some clear goals and the inclusion then the storming phase then my, my favorite one because many conflicts because now people start to have some ideas sharing some familiarity and what we can do is facilitate distribute and share responsibility and inclusion decision making then hopefully after this storming then norming because now conflict is resolved, then members start feel more like a team and they come together, accept the team direction and the feeling that, okay, we are as a team. Then as a leader, then coaching could be start here. And the clear expectation, maybe sharing some observation could be good start. And finally, with a long journey and performing and the team finds its groove, they trust each other, they are collaborating, that's great. But as a leader, what we can do is like let's serve, like delegate, don't don't mess up, they are doing perfect. So don't touch that, just help out if needed, just challenge with them. 
I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, like help your team, like help guide your team through that storming, nor like stor yeah, forming, storming, norming, performing phases, <clears throat> for sure. I like that. So I, I mean, a, a lot of like different, you know, research has shown that it does not necessarily need to be super experienced people on a high performing team. But so <clears throat> Google Project Aristotle, for example, they they walked around and looked at all the Google teams and say, like, what are the characteristics that these teams that are sort of perceived as high performing has? And they got like psychological safety and structure and clarity and uh, and a lot of stuff, right? So I, I don't necessarily think it has to do with, you know, having high performing people will create a high performing team because team. So again, yeah. I, I think just like we've said, creating the right environment for a team to be high performing rather than, you know, sorry, I, I, I kind of broke you off there, Daniel. But yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, but I mean, I, I can agree that it's kind of team work. I mean, that is the only thing that you can have this kind of high performance team. And it's kind of like, as you say, the the trick there is kind of, as you say, Tarek, you, you need to go through the station. It doesn't really matter if they are like senior people, like mixed with senior, junior or junior people. They they need to do this and it, it doesn't really matter. And it's also like you say, also, I mean, for me, you can't me the best team I have worked with is, is people that can communicate and collaborate and usually is very empathic like in the in the way that they kind of feel like yeah but uh, we're having a discussion and they still can kind of feel like okay but we, we can kind of be pragmatic and, and come to a decision instead of just saying that i am right and you are wrong and so so you kind of need these and, and these are kind of like back to the steps that Turk says like how do we solve these kind of things so it moves as a team and uh, uh, I think it's like more important really to, to get these teams is to have the mindset for everyone uh, to collaborate. I mean, if you have someone that thinks they, they are better than everyone else, it will not work. No, exactly. Uh, like it's okay to have different opinions. It's okay to have, yeah, you know, different preferences. You, you as a team just need to find ways to overcome that. And during that storming phase, I think that's where we can help, you know, a team overcome those things by having healthy discussions. It's good to be to think different from other people on your team, you know, and have like heated discussions even about something. <clears throat> but it, it has to end up with, oh, right, I see your point of view. Can we find a way to meet in the middle? Because that's normally what I mean, it's like relationships, any relationship really, as in you have to give and take and you have to find a way to coexist because you're the unit of you know human beings that wants to do something together right? yeah I, I think in some sense maybe we should have some conflict some ways because conflict means that different ideas and different ideas means that more productive so yeah the the important thing is that how we handle this conflict probably in performance stage could be much more manageable, but um, I would like to always see some different ideas, some challenges, some conflicts, I think, which is yeah. great. Because if you have that psychological safety, that's okay. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not against the person per se. It's, I think this idea is better than that idea. Has nothing to do with, you know, who had the idea. And then you respect the other 
people, even though they might have, you know, a different opinion about something. And that has to be okay because that creates that psychological safety or which which one came first? Is that chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah, and I, I also think it's very important to see like every person has a history and experience. And that's kind of where you get your ideas. So I think it's really important that everyone can, as I say, tell them and be safe to like have these kind of arguments and, and heated things sometimes or uh, be able to say it because you, you have learned different way during your trip in your career and you have seen different things. So, so you need to share them uh, because that is the best for the team to, to share them. Like I know that if we do this, it will fail because we did it at this company and it didn't work. And these kind of things are, are very good to, to bring up. Perfect. Well, that's been really great. Thank you so much for answering that. Does anybody have any last words of wisdom? Anything else they want to share before we wrap this up? No? Wow. What, what a question. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Tark. Yeah, I just heard, uh, I, don't, I, I don't remember where, but uh, I think it's good that we as a leader can't make people happy directly, but we can create some environment so people can enjoy, our teams can be performing, so we, we can do that, we can provide this environment. So that, that could be my last sentence. Amazing. Oscar? Yeah, uh, any parting words? I, <clears throat> I don't know, to be honest, there's so many things, but I think as, as long as you, like as a leader, keep this, these different things in mind, keep it, keep it in sight. Um, and just act on it, just take something, do it. I, you know, action trumps thinking in this, in this case, just go with something and iterate. It's always my go-to. Lovely. And last but not least, Daniel. Yeah, I, I would say like, be sure that you take time to listen both to your team and kind of to organization what happens. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is, as a leader, that's something you need to do. Take the time and listen to the team. Yeah, great, great points. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, I've really enjoyed listening to this discussion. I think you've had a great conversation and shared some really, really good insights. Um, thank you so much to anybody listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed. If you've got any ideas or anything you want to share to these three people, just drop us a message and we can ask them and maybe have a follow-up podcast to discuss it further. But thank you so much.